This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Allison Lee Rosenfeld, the voice of Bonnie and Nurse Joy from Pokemon, Rio Castle, Riley, and Allie from Yu-Gi-Oh!, and star of Crumbly Kitchen. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. The video game industry. The oh, video man. game industry has been affected by the actions of wrestling, uh, the wrestling industry uh, for quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. As longtime uh, Japan wrestling developer Yukes, I don't know if you noticed, but the yeah. uh, guys behind, you know, SmackDown from way, way back, and they've been doing a 2K series up till now, mm-hmm. have decided to part ways, you know, with them saying that it's there, it's based on a lack of motivation to develop games for the WWE anymore. It was almost in the same fashion that they had the same philosophy that a lot of people were having. Uh, as to what WWE has been doing. So they decided to part ways, and they're claiming that they're going to do their own project. That's still to be determining what their own wrestling project is going to be. By by them leaving, by doing this, WWE 2K20 has become the worst wrestling game in years due to the lack of stability, glitches, (laughs) bugs, outdated graphics. Have you heard about the recent Y2K bug situation? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, finally it took it took twenty years, but Y2K okay, finally, you know, it got everyone. And much like we all feared, it would get us right in the wrestling game. What, um, I, what I thought, what I thought was hilarious about the whole thing is like one, we got we finally get the Y2K bug. It significantly <laughs> is involved with a WWE game who created the gimmick of Y2K. Or Y2J. So in right. hindsight, you kind of thinking about Jericho, which then flips us over to AEW. There's like a six degrees of separation. Well, that's the thing. It's a y- It was the Y2J problem. What happened was Chris Jericho debuting in 1999 prior to Y2K. Y2J is actually what held off the Y2K virus. <laughs> but when he left and went to AEW, you know, this is I mean, these are just facts. You can't you know, you can't dispute it um, without Jericho. Uh, we're all screwed. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Yes, this is the first Select Start of 2020, and we're going to kick it off with some really cool news this week. Uh, first, before I do that, I'd like to thank my good man, Josh Chernoff of So Says Chernoff uh, on Fight TV for coming on the show, being the first guest of 2020. And we had a great time. It's going to be the one time of the year I get to talk straight wrestling. So, I grant that not only for myself, but all the wrestling fans who are also gamers or anime fans or whatever like that, because it all intertwines together. It all assimilates together. So uh, it's always a good time to, you know, talk with him as well as to, you know, really talk about his road because his like I said, like we talked last year and he was already like 
you know, chilling with Bill Apter, who's his good friend, and he grew up with him as from a kid to his adult stage now. Um, so he's a longtime family friend of his, and to see his career go off the way it did, it kind of reminded me of how ACMG kind of rapidly grew within the last four years, four of the six years, especially with this um, this brand right here, Talk Time Live, and how this whole entire thing was able to expand and grow in that last four years to the point of doing what I was able to do last year. So, you know, when I got a chance to meet him in person for the first time at uh, AEW Dynamite, which was here in Philly, it was the third episode of AEW Dynamite, and got a chance to see him for the first time, and we talked briefly, it was like, man, your road has rapidly grown so much. I mean, the experience that you got in such a short amount of time has been amazing. Now, granted, he's trained in wrestling for quite a while, you know, dating back, but just starting what he's doing right now, it's just like, man, it, it, it skyrocketed and it shows with the support that he's got. So kudos to him. I look forward to now doing a yearly, a year in review of wrestling with him on air, just for you guys, just for myself personally as well. So, but one thing we did talk about on that show too was wrestling games as well. So if you didn't get a chance to check it out, you know, go to talktimelive.com for no, just go to TalkTimeLive.com. I haven't put it on an exclusives page yet. But go to TalkTimeLive.com right now. It's available. Uh, if you're on Instagram um, and you see me under at Xavier underscore Josiah, you'll see it there. I, you know, it's promoting all over the place right now. And uh, thank you to all those who have checked it out and listened. It's a really good, it's a lengthy two-hour interview, but it's a really good interview. We just cover everything wrestling. And there's a part in there where we catch, we go deep in wrestling games and the state of wrestling games going into 2020 because there's a lot that is being promised, not only just from Mike Herman of wrestling, uh, I'm sorry, of Retro uh, Soft Studios, but we also got Ukes that is also making claims. We got AEW themselves that are keeping it airtight towards who they're working with in their wrestling game and i'm excited because we need like much like the wrestling industry we needed something new and fresh and it looks like that's also coming which is parallel to what's really going on in the world of wrestling so uh it's awesome there but folks we got some news to talk about i was wondering if we were going to get any type of news going on to talk about in the new year because it's going to be kind of slow um next week there's going to be some big things coming as well but the new game informer just came in yesterday and i wanted to talk about that in particular because i do listen i do read and believe i do read people i do read the actual editorials in there uh from andy uh mcnamara and it's all there's some really good stuff and i like the reason why i like listening reading his editorials it's because mostly he talks, it feels like when I read his editorials, it's him talking about his experience in his life. It's not him not trying to be a professional. It's just his enjoyment of the long road uh, journey that he's had as a video game fan. Not as an editor-in-chief, not as a aficionado of video games, but just what he's viewed and observed throughout, you know, all of the, all of his uh, career. Or his lifespan as a fan. And I really do enjoy him sometimes. And it really has some really good insight on things that he's... On his perspective, if you will. So, I was able to read this one. And it was really intriguing because it was talking about the road ahead. This new era of video game. 
of video gaming that we are about to encounter. And I, you know, I'm well aware of it as well as everybody else uh, as to where this is possibly going. We saw what the Stadia was attempting to do. We saw, we see um, Xbox, you know, pass or Game Pass. We see um, PlayStation Now and where all they're trying to head it in this new era. We now see the new X series, which has been premiered at the Game Awards, which it looks like it's it's not you know hard it's not there's going to be no hardware involved in this It's going to be all hard drive based uh hopefully you'll be able to download digital and own it not just rent and use it and i strongly hope that and that's where my fear comes in because i've been advocating digital download religiously for a long time and i didn't realize how long i've been digitally downloading games i'm going to date back to the psp era and a P and a PlayStation, uh, maybe PlayStation Three era, which is where all this began. And I've never looked back because I I look at I still have a lot of my hard disk that I have for the PlayStation Three and some for the no, just more for the PlayStation Three because when the PlayStation Four came in, I just went strictly uh, digital download. I even went out as far as download uh i'm sorry is uh invested in a terabyte hard drive external hard drive for it so i decided to never go back to hardware to hard disk there are some people there are some old school people out there who's who just can't you know get away from it and more respect to them i just me personally i don't like clutter and that's where it comes down to one i don't like clutter two i don't like the idea of me having to try to keep something in mint condition, uh, especially disc where it could easily scratch or whatever stuff. And I got tired of dealing with that or people wanting to borrow my disc and, or my games or everything because they um, and, and worrying whether they're going to take care of it the same way that I'm going to take care of it. I take care of almost uh, virtually everything I own, whether it's my my investment of a smartphone, whether it's my comic book collection, whether it's my game collection. They're all taken care of in the most pristine, near mint to near mint way. And when I cautiously lend those discs, if it was a cartridge, that's a that's a one thing. You know, those things are a little bit more durable back in the day. Um, but if I did that for a disc i would be so hesitant to let somebody borrow especially the people that i know that aren't as trustworthy with keeping something in quality condition and i come back and i see it like a scratch or two because they let it on the ground they let it on the table they let it on a carpet and it is so easy to damage so i decided to move strictly on to digital it takes away all of that for me that's what I, you know, it, it takes away all of that. It, it, it's more, it's a more clean way of doing it per se. And in a sense of, I don't have to try to have, you know, get a shelf to uh, put these games in or a drawer or entertainment, you know, just to put my games in. So it's cost effective. I mean, it rem there's so many, po there's so many positives and pros to, you know, digital. If anything happens to your digital download then basically you just re-download the system whereas if it's something happening to your disc you gotta buy a whole new damn disc whether it's brand new or not you you're liable it's it's more of a liability to use 
you know, a disc. And I think it took years, but I think now companies are starting to see that. I also think that the gaming community, the as the younger they get, the more they start to understand that digital is better. And with that said, I, you know, it, it's it's it was inevitable. I saw it a long time ago, and it digital distribution started kicking in a little bit more and more. And now we're at a different state because now I felt like digital distribution was a great medium uh, compared to cartridge base or, you know, or, you know, disc base. Now we're getting to the cloud based things, which is not exactly digital download. It's and it's also not ownership. It is not ownership like you can't download the game on a hard drive, you are reliant on your on the fact of having a very strong bandwidth, and also having, I would say, uh, having uh, a cloud that has a whole huge library of things, which sounds great. It really does sounds great in, in hindsight. However, my critical thinking into this really tells me like. Yeah, you don't own the games. And, and and the biggest example of that is PlayStation Now, is the Xbox Game Pass. And of all things, because I recently spoke about this, the, the Google Stadia, which I do not see really making it in 2020. I, re- I would be definitely, I would be absolutely surprised if this business strategy and format and structure that they're doing is going to last at least a year at best i mean it the way that they have this going it has you spending a ton of money on gaming that you don't own and then once you like i said before like once you go into the game you got once you go into the system yeah you have a few games there but then you got another company that is trying to you know get you to subscribe to their stuff so you can play their library and that's a whole nother like so you're you know the whole core cutting situation kicks in you know because now now i did an episode uh almost over a year ago talking about and doing the math of you know all these streaming networks and now it seems that not you know probably even unbeknownst to them that i did that episode but i did that episode doing the math and talking about how much you're really spending on each and every one of these streaming networks and lo and behold it's a your it all adds up to virtually the same amount that you're spending on cable. And if you own cable and you're still spending money on these things, you're adding even more. So if you, I mean, the thing is, I know people want to be want to take the blue pill. I mean, want, uh, want to take the blue pill and just ignore all of the realities of what they're doing and the mistakes that they may be doing. But honestly, honestly, goodness. If you do the math, it'll it'll take you back into reality. It's like, wait, I'm spending this much money and maybe I don't need to because I'm not really watching this or I'm not really playing this much or whatever. So you got that aspect of it. And now the streaming gaming networks. And to me, I don't it's as great as our bandwidth is. I don't think that we're still at the level of we uh, that we can do this. <laughs> you know, and even furthermore, again, the idea of not being able to own a game that irks me. That really irks me because I like to be able to own a game. I like to be able to play a game offline. 
I don't like. I mean, as much as I enjoy Overwatch, I really hated the fact that they so they were so reliant on online. You know, of all the things that I would love for them to do, which I believe Overwatch Two is going to be doing, I really wish that it was an offline experience. I, you know, even for the arcade mode or even the training mode, that you can do something offline on the road. You know, and hopefully, I I really hope that Overwatch Two solves a lot of that problems and allow people to be able to play offline on this on that game because it, it's a great game. It's has a lot of great promise. It's been awarded so many th- times, but and, and it, the way that they did things is just so awesome. And I really hope that, you know, Overwatch 2 surpasses all of those and supersedes all of those features that the first one had and added on more to it. So I'm, I'm hoping on that. But uh, he talked about, you know, a lot of that, the state of games in 2020 and beyond. Also about the transition into hardware devices in favor of cloud and digital distribution. And... He's all for it. I am about in the middle of this. He like he's a, he's a, he's you know he's been around the game for quite some time. Andy, you know, uh, Mick Namara has been around for quite some time, and um, you know every gray on his hair shows the amount of experience that he's had in his industry um, and what he's done with Game Informer and, and in general. Um, but. It's I you know he's more embraceive of the of this. I am to an extent. I am with the understanding of I like the digital aspect. I love the the positive of the digital, but I'm not ready to say I'm letting like you know letting them allow me to play a game online, and I can't play it offline. I think in hindsight, it just is just my hypothesis and my prediction. If they if they any of them tried to attempt to do that eventually i think they're going to go back into the old you know digital download because i think that's a better way of doing it even if they have like xbox now has the x series which is just pretty much a core hub for them to you know to gather games i don't know how many terabytes is going to involve with it but they haven't announced too much details on that but uh they are making a lot of promises with that system uh, PlayStation, we'll talk about that <laughs> very shortly. Um, is you know we'll be coming out with the PlayStation Five uh, pretty soon, but there are no announcements just yet. And again, I will talk about that later because it's one of my news things that I want to talk about. Really funny on that note. So we will see. But I, you know, I'm always ready for evolution. I'm always ready for a new journey. We got and, and, and that's what they, and that's what he was talking about in the editorial. We have there's going to be a battle between handheld mobile hardware and online distribution as well so who's going to win this battle you know hardware or or online distribution you know i am a hardware guy i am a hardware guy that's just plain and simple i love having a nintendo switch in my hand or a ps vita or a psp in my hand i love having a game console because something special about having a game console as opposed to just okay i'll just turn the channel and i'll be able to play a game you know it's just something special about being able to go out into you know ordering from amazon or going in line to get it day of or something like that you know it's something really special about that there's something really happy about getting it christmas day and being able to be the person or 
the dude who receives or the person who gives a gaming gift to somebody of that. Now you give them a game card. Eh. <laughs> you know, uh, it, we'll see. I mean, things are, you know, time is inevitable and so is evolution. It's just a matter of what we will evolve into and will it will it be the right form of evolution that for this industry so we'll see um i'm always optimistic to new things anyway but sometimes i think if it's logical if it makes sense then yeah i'm down with it it makes sense like i said when a nintendo switch came out i looked at that and i was like this is genius this will work this is this is and and to to that extent it is one of the most popular systems out now it's done greatly since it has arrived um when i watched the google stadia i was like this is the dumbest stupidest thing i've ever seen and it's absurd <laughs> it is absolutely absurd and you'd had to be an idiot to go and then you know, we all of a sudden i just looked to my left and right and i see you know, a few people just go at it this was that was like you know to me stadia is the video game version of the emperor's new clothes that's just plain it was like you can't see how stupid that is and how much money you're going to be wasting. At this point, you're being pretentious <laughs> if you buy that system. So you know, it, we'll, we'll just have to see. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what all of these, all of our favorite um, companies are going to be doing, as well as the third party, uh, you know, publishers and, you know, developers out there that are clamoring to see what's next for this. So I tell you what. The indie uh, industry, man, they kicked ass in, uh, over the decade. They really kicked ass. So shout out to all of the indie developers out there, especially the ones that came on this show to talk about what they were doing because I felt that they kept retro running hard in the last decade. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen uh, very soon on that note. So let's talk some Dragon Ball news. As you guys know, Dragon Ball Kakarot, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, I believe, uh, is coming next Friday, the 17th, and I am so, I am surprised, actually, I'm surprisingly excited, because this time last year, if you guys remember, another Bandai Namco game came out in the form of Jump Force, which was a game I was so anticipating due to my enjoyment of J-Star Victory versus Plus. Now, there are going to be some plug-ass people that are going to talk about how much they hated or whatever. Like, that game was so much fun. It wasn't. It didn't need to be a hot AAA game. It just needed to be fun. I felt that that game, I really felt that that game was more entertaining and added more substance than Super Smash Brothers, all the Super Smash Brothers prior to Ultimate. And I say that because there was things that, that was in that game that I felt that I wanted to see in Super Smash Brothers, which is now in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. They finally understood and got it right. And that was a story mode. That was a narrative. And they didn't have that. And they and including a a reason of who is doing all of, you know, who's causing all of the havoc in the story. When we play Super Smash Brothers, they didn't give you that. They just gave you a hand. Well, finally, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate did give you that narrative and gave you an understanding of who was who was controlling all of these hands and all of what was going on. We finally got a good narrative as to why that was happening. And a, 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 a substance, a, uh, a enemy to fight off on this. And... J-Star Victory gave us that. So, 
here's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, Jump Force is the new system to this. This is the new sequel to this, you know, J-Star Victory, which I felt was really good. It had a really a great amount of uh, characters from the Shonen Jump universe. Uh, I still own it on the PlayStation 4 and the PSP. And I, I man, I, I love it. It was, It's a lot of fun. And I felt that it was going to be a follow-up. No. Well, come to find out that Jump Force was the equivalent of another game that I felt should have been a great follow-up to another great game, and that was Def Jam Icon. So, in hindsight, I really feel like this, you know, Jump Force was the Def Jam Icon of this generation, in the sense that you had a great game with a great battle system and a great, uh, you know, and you know, just whole lot, you know, whole type of gameplay value, and you know, the fighting uh, mechanics were really good. The graphics were really good, all that. Then you got Jump Force, and it just totally went a whole nother direction. That same thing happened way back during the first two Def Jam Vendetta games. Like you had Def Jam Vendetta, then you had Def Jam uh, Fight for New York, um, and then which was done by Aki, and then Aki decided to part ways and not do any more games again that left ea to try to do something different and no icon sucked ass as much as i tried to make a big deal out of that game it did not have the essence and the glory that was def jam vendetta and def jam fight for new york you know aki really nailed that that you know whole entire uh experience which by the way i still own and have been able to play digitally on my PS Vita because I own it. After all these years, I still own that game and many other games from the PlayStation library and the uh, both American and Japan. 10 years later, still able to play that game on that system because I own it offline. Just want to say that. So <laughs> now we have in 2020, we got their newest attempt to gain anime fans back in the form of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is created and developed by the same people who made Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. That is, you can't have a better plus than that. Because if anybody has played uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, then you know that that is one of the greatest anime video games of all time. Um, bar none. Just in presentation and, and, and just gameplay, uh, replay value, um, fanfare, voice, audio. I mean, all of the characters, all of, you know, Molly Flanagan, all Kyle Haber, and all of, you know, uh, Yuri Lowenthal, Tyra Pla all of the characters are in there. The voices from the show are in there. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. Those games, and I'm so happy that um, the fourth one is coming to the Nintendo Switch, so all four of them will be available. I'm so happy about that because I was wondering if they were going to be able to pull it off or whatever they're going to attempt to do it. So we're getting it on the Nintendo Switch. I'm happy. So I digress. Kakarot looks very promising, and every time I see more footage of this game, it is more enticing. Um, I'm glad that they show footage of this because if you remember, when Jump Force came out, they only showed the trailer look, which made it appear... Like, the rendering of the graphics and rendering of the game characters were going to look realistic. And then when you go play the game, it looks nothing like that. It almost looks like PlayStation 3, PlayStation... No, like PlayStation 3, J-Star Victory, you know, level, which is not bad in hindsight. But when you, 
it was a lot of smoke and mirrors in that whole thing. And I think that's where a lot of people got upset about that. Not only that, you can't replay the game once the story's over. So that upset a lot of people too. This game looks very promising. They, unlike they did with Jump Force, they sh- they keep showing major footage of the gameplay uh, of things that you're going to be able to do in the game. Very RP, a lot of heavy RPG elements. It is an action RPG. Um, but you're going to be able to play a lot of mini games, a lot of ways to level up, a lot of great things to do in the game. It's very, it, it appears to be very deep. So I am, I am extremely excited to see. One of the other things too, I'm very excited. I got to look. Uh, I got to. I haven't pre-ordered it yet, uh, which I'll probably do today. But because this is my new birthday game, <laughs> bar none. This is absolutely my new birthday game uh, coming up, along with another game that I'm going to talk about very shortly. Um, but they they end up uh, doing a I think they are making a lot of promise with this game. I am looking forward to this. I'm hoping it, it, I, I feel like there's a part of me that there's a half of me that says this is a can't miss. I said that about the new X-Men versus uh, Fantastic Four book that's coming out soon. But you never know. <laughs> that's coming out in Marvel Comics. But you never know. Um this looks like a canvas is done by a really great you know developing group um this looks to be a very fun game capturing the you know arc of dragon ball z and i I, i'm excited i'm i they i didn't think i was going to get excited about another bandai namco game uh modern a new bandai uh namco game because i've been burnt a bit by them and at one point i used to call them my favorite game developing group and in some cases they still are to some extent but it now their batting average has just become you know somewhat hit or miss lately so hopefully this will kind of bring it back and i uh, my hero academia one justice um two uh is coming uh soon as well um one punch man is going to be coming soon so i am i'm a little i'm a bit excited about what's to come so we will see. We will actually see. I actually, by the way, speaking of Bandai Namco, I actually just purchased um, the download of Leroy Brown on Tekken. I haven't played Tekken in quite a while. I need to actually go back on that game because that really is a really good game. So I got him in Armor King. I haven't played Armor King yet, but I played Leroy Brown. Yeah, he's he's all that. He did a great job with him. I love his fighting style. I love his look. His you know, as a person who used to have locks myself, um, his gray locks are awesome. I so love Leroy Brown. Um, I, I the exploit the black exploitation name all in all. You know you can't you can't even dog it. The dude at least comes in and he really is a force to be reckoned with. So you know if anything that character in pertains to uh, Tekken Seven gets an absolute A plus for me. So great job on him on that. Um, in honor of Dragon Ball Kakarot, which will be coming next week, available now. Just announced today, I believe, from uh, Bandai Namco, is Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission with a new updated uh, update download for owners, free, by the way, for owners of the game on the Nintendo Switch. Um, if you own a Switch and you haven't played that game yet, I reviewed that game a while back. Go back and check that out. And as well as, um, get that game. It's so much fun. I haven't had that much fun playing a car battle game since SNK versus Capcom on the uh, Neo Geo Pocket. It is so much fun. So easy to play, so much fun. And it is challenging. It is extremely challenging. It could get really, really challenging um, and really deep. 
really, really deep. There's some hardcore, you know, um, Dragon Ball heroes, uh, gamers out there, and, and car battlers out there that I can't even, I'm not even nearly on that level of them. They are power 9,000. <laughs> and I am not. I am, I'm like Kakarot before he actually, you know, got power, and they are like brawly out there for me. So, I only play within a certain level of difficulty within that game because it could get really, it could spank you, you know, really bad on this. But it's available now. You go out and download it right now. I actually downloaded it. I haven't got a chance to play it yet because I'm now doing the show. Uh, but it's awesome. Um, before I get to the Sony, the Sony comedy, uh, if you didn't know, available now, finally, for the US, because it's already out in Japan. But right now, the pre order. On the Nintendo Switch for Samurai Showdown, the brand new Samurai Showdown that just came out for the Xbox and, this, um, and the uh, PS4 is available now. will be out on, uh, I believe, February 25th, but it is out now. And not only that, if you're a PS4 fan, if you're a PS4 owner or Xbox owner or a PC owner and you purchase Samurai Showdown, you may be upset about the news I'm about to say right now. They are releasing... They have released a pre-order for this game already on sale for 15% off. But that's not even a big thing. The big thing is that the game, the deluxe pack of the game, is only $59.99. They took off 15%. The thing's only like $50.99 plus tax. And if you have credit that you that you gained from your digital, um, you know, uh, from digit from like buying from the uh, Nintendo eShop and buying digital games from the eShop because if you buy games from the digital eShop they give you credit back and that credit does add up for you to either get a brand new game or get something off uh, like taxes off or whatever from a game so I had extra you know from that and I was able to get my taxes off so I only paid like $50.99 for the deluxe pack which is still on sale right now for the I believe the Xbox and the PlayStation for $79.99. So I got the same pack that people have gotten for $20 off that amount. That is when I jumped in. I made a big deal about this game when it first released because I I had a chance to play the game and noticed that, you know, in comparison to other games like Mortal Kombat, like Tekken 7, um, Injustice, even... Even Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, even though people, you know, have a disdain for that game, you can't say the fact that they didn't put the effort in putting in a presentation for that game and making it at least worth, you know, $59.99 to an extent. Regardless of everything that felt the fallout of that game. Um, The thing is, when, when Samurai Showdown came out, they they came out with this very shallow game and i say i call it i say shallow because it's like capcom was this arrogant at 1.2 um when they started coming out with that until they came, they were shallow until they came out with um street fighter 5 and they got it you had to put in a deep story mode for this you had to do a whole bu- you had to do something extra for this game to really make it epic okay um and and make and give you a real experience because you know the game has changed for fighting games you got your presentation has to be really good um even if i'm correct king of fighters 15 was had a bit of a better presentation and some to some extent um but simar showdown came out and it was like just 
regular story mode, this regular arcade mode and everything. It was like just it's, it was like it was it, it, the the, pre, the visual presentation was updated. The gameplay and replay value was dated to me. And I'm like, at this stage, is this worth the amount of money to get this game? And I felt like it just wasn't. As much as I love Samurai Showdown, and I do because I own quite a few of the old Samurai Showdown games from the arcade archive, uh, you know, Neo Geo uh, selections out there. So I do love the game deeply. I'm a fighting game fan, but I'm also a smart consumer. I consider myself a smart consumer. And at the end of the day, was this worth it? And I felt like it wasn't. Like if it goes a little bit down, Maybe, yeah, I'll see how it does on the Nintendo Switch. So I held off on getting it as much as I wanted to play it. Now, it's out on Nintendo, and they they get, they put it down on price. What I think is very, very, very approvable. Not only because they put the price down, but again, once again, much like they did with Dragon Ball Fighters on the Nintendo Switch, where you get some other incentive and that incentive was you got the original dragon ball imported game from japan in there they're doing the same thing for samurai showdown not only do you get it for 15 dollars i mean 15 percent off uh upon pre-order but which is very low <laughs> i might add um but also if you pre-order you get the original and i mentioned this before on a previous episode you get the original Neo Geo Pocket version of Samurai Showdown 2. So technically, you're getting two games. In all essence, at this stage, that game is worth like 10 to 20 bucks, in my opinion. So that would have been worth paying $79.99 for, in a sense, if they would have added that on. But they gave it to you with just a lower price of that. So if I'm, again, if I'm an Xbox, you know, uh, owner or a PlayStation 4 owner, I'm kind of pissed off because not only did you pay more to get all of the extra characters, in the game and you get the whole deluxe version for $20 less than that but you also get an extra game out of it so that's a better way better deal than you got before and this is just for the season one so they i believe there are going to have a season two out there and you're going to have to pay for that but that's a great deal a great deal with an with an extra incentive that really is truly free <laughs> if you get it so um, I'm more than happy to have gotten that game and I'm looking forward to playing that game for that price because in hindsight, it was it is a solid fighting game. It's a beautiful looking fighting game. Looks like play um, Street Fighter Four in a sense, like you know their version of that. And I really am looking forward to really getting my hands on it and playing that version of the game because I feel like that's what it's worth to me. So you know, if you really put it together, it's like all that together. The game is probably they put the game up for thirty bucks. They get plus with the. Um, plus 30 bucks for the actual full game 20 bucks for the season pass and that which if you just get the original version is still 40 bucks but if you get the original if you get the deluxe version technically speaking they cut it down 10 bucks they gave you the full version for 20 bucks they gave you the season pass for 20 and then they get you gave you an extra game right there so there you saved money and you're getting more than what you bargained for once again Thank you, Nintendo Switch, and thank you to Neo Geo and SNK. <laughs> so, you know, shout out to them on that. All right, we're going to switch the news before people get totally too pissed off on that and start breaking their disc-based games. And we're going to go to Sony. 
Sony, I don't know if they realize, or they they couldn't have they couldn't have realized what they've done here. But Sony at the recent CES uh, event 2020, which is one of the biggest you know events for technology for technology of the year. This is like the E3 for just just uh technology in general it's not just video games or whatever it's just technology in general but video games do have a a spot in that conference all the time so this year fans were clamoring for a huge announcement or a reveal for the next playstation 5 which we knew was coming out it was already announced that it was coming instead fans were lukewarm at the site in a reveal of the new PlayStation 5 logo, which, you know, while the fans were eagerly hoping to see an official prototype model of the new gen system and console, they were unfortunately disappointed with a logo much similar to all of the PlayStation logos that we saw prior to, which if I, you know, I I, I don't know uh, what they were thinking, but I, I'm, Figured they were going to just use the same logo and just add a five to it. I knew that was going to happen. But they made such a big deal out of it. And that's where the comedy begins. Because it was like, not only did they make a big deal out of it. But the people, the, the, the fans at the conference were actually taking pics of that. Like it was a big deal. Like we knew that this logo was going to look exactly the same. And I got the funny part is there's a bunch of people. I knew there's a lot of graphic designers out there that are gamers like myself out there. And there were Twitter was uphill about this. They mock the hell out of this, rightfully so. Um, as a graphic designer, I'm like I like I love the the PlayStation uh, logo. I love it. It's it's iconic. But to make a big deal out of the five, it just it was amazing. And I like there were some people who had the font for the PlayStation and just turned four into five. And it was like, I did my job for the day. <laughs> we don't care about the logo because the logo, it, it, it speaks for itself. It's, it, I mean, I, I think I can speak for a lot of people when I say we love the PlayStation logo. It's simple, it's sleek, it's sexy, yada, yada, yada. yada. But in, in, at the end of the day, that's not what we're here for. And people were disappointed that they didn't get a chance to see anything from it or anything. And it was just, that was the main focus. And that was the main thing that came out of it. So as much as we all praise and love Sony and PlayStation, well, as much as we love Sony and in reference to the PlayStation, because we talk about Spider-Man, that's a whole nother thing. (laughs) Um, We love the PlayStation. We praise the PlayStation. But at this time, this was a big fail. Hope I don't know when they're going to announce it. Um, I'm guessing they're holding it off to rather their own conference or E3. And if they haven't announced it by the time June comes, you know what they're going to announce it at E3 and show it and tell us when it's going to come out. And what, it, what they're claiming that it's going to come out this year. So I'm assuming not only will they have this announcement or if they do a state of play, if they do a state of play uh, vis- uh, video presentation, which all of them up to this point has sucked trying to compete with uh, Nintendo's uh, Direct, which we will be talking about because there was one that came out today for uh, Pokemon as well, Um, which also was better than any state of play presentations that PlayStation's ever done. (laughs) But um, 
not only will that be the best state of play today ever done announcing the showing the new console and what it looks like and having a release date for it but it would be surprised if they don't do a state of play for that then it's by june i suspect that it's going to be announced at e3 and they will also have a release date as to when it's coming as well as pre-orders already and available for people to do that is my prediction right there for that so we'll see i mean it's, at the end of the day we know a lot of gamers feel that playstation is going to knock us out i would be really surprised if playstation doesn't bring the bring the uh, pain and the power that we ex- that we expect from them coming uh with probably some really great announcements or some exclusive announcements or whatever like that or probably the announcement of the new god of war game or the new spider-man game coming for the playstation 5 so i i'm not surprised at that i'm looking in the in the backwards compatibility rumors that we keep hearing as well so um i will see we will see i i I, you know it was just a i think it was just a tongue-in-cheek way to mock them but it it was a fail from to an extent but i don't think it was an overall fail because we know at the end of the day that sony i would be really surprised if sony comes up and, and messes up the opportunity to show out xbox or even nintendo to that matter um, so we'll see. And Nintendo's even, I, there's rumors about Nintendo, on a Nintendo Pro coming, uh, too, as well. So I don't want to get in too deep with that because it's only a loose rumor at best. There's nothing really solid on that. Uh, it's just talks right now from different, you know, media outlets right now. Uh, IG, IGN, I know it was mentioned as well. So it, it, to that extent, it's credible <laughs> that there's, these rumors are flying out. Um, and there, even if it's a rumor, here's the thing I love about you know, sources like IGN or whatever, like they're not perfect, but they do work hard to have some source, you know, information. So even if it's rumor, they still have a link to where that rumor has come. There are other, you know, uh, websites like we got this covered.com, which is now becoming the biggest mockery of all media outlets. I, I've officially banned that website from the ACMG Facebook group. I can every time somebody come out with, sources from we uh, or or fake news from um we got this.com i would look at it one it'd be outdated two there was nothing trending about it at the time people fact check these articles before you post anything on social media because the deal is that you're spreading out false information and you're not helping the situation so if you don't see information like that coming from multiple sources or is not trending on social media please don't post it use your brain like literally 2020 i need people to think use critical thinking so much more now this is your opportunity to do so much more and so much new for you and for our entire community and genre so please i beg you fact check sources you know just you don't need to go to college to learn it even though i did learn it in college that you got to fact check things it helps it really really helps that you make sure that you get you know that if you want to be known as intelligent you got to do intelligent things plain and simple so now the last bit of news that i have is the latest nintendo direct notes that were pretty much it was pokemon direct if you will um they announced it this morning that they uh the first show or if you listen to it on now on friday it's you know yesterday whatever um they announced 
uh, a lot of information and expansion on Pokemon Sword and Shield, which I am very happy to hear because I myself I felt like I've done everything I could with that game, and I want to do more. It's so much. It's it was so much fun. I consider it my favorite Pokemon game of all time, and they're continuing to make it the best Pokemon game to date um, by having now expansion packs for this. So and uh, other things for it. So. I'm going to run down everything that I've got, every note that I was able to gather from this here. Uh, the first uh, the first show of, uh, footage of the Pokemon game was, uh, they showed some footage in 2006. For some reason on my notes it says 3006. This is me typing really fast. Um, which turned out to be um, Pokemon Dungeon. I remember playing that game before. It was uh, their RPG version of uh, Pokemon. Um well, the reason why they showed that is because they announced that a remastered version of that called Pokemon Dungeon Rescue Team DX will be coming soon to the Nintendo Switch. It's all new remastered versions of them in 3D as opposed to 2D. Because I think it came out for the 3DS, uh, which was in 2006. So um, if I remember correctly, it came out for that. So it'll be available there. A demo version will be available today. This is, I, this is the reason why I love Nintendo Direct. They always not only give you announcements, they not only give you release dates, they also give you some surprises such as downloadable things on day of of these uh, events. It's always, so, it's always some great things to look forward to with Nintendo Direct. So a demo will be available today to check out. And the full version will be out on March 6th. So, you know, Pokemon fans, uh, be on the lookout for that as it comes out soon there. Um, then... You have two members of Game Freak come on uh, to talk about the new DLC expansion packs for Sword and Shield. It's a new expansion pack that will be coming and pre-ordered today, if I'm correct, or this afternoon, probably in Easter Standard Time by 12 uh, or by 3 o'clock, um, which is Pacific Standard Time or PST 12 o'clock. So I don't know which time zone they're going to be basing it on for you to download it, but you know, be on the lookout today at noon or 3 o'clock today. Um you know, any afternoon. So, there are two uh, new expansion packs that are coming in the eShop. Um, this will allow players to play new event, two new adventures um, that will be available via download. One is called Owl, uh, Owl of Armor, which I am actually excited about because it's. I'll explain that a little bit. And the other one is Crown of Tundra, which also looks like a really cool um, thing too. And they will uh, these two are showing two new diverse uh characters that you'll be able to play in this game also a based on martial arts in an arctic environment as well so this is really cool uh they also show sketches that had some of your main pokemon with new abilities or air some video footage with your main pokemon with new abilities from the game uh the video then turns on and reveals uh three i believe i believe two actually uh, new legendary Pokemon uh, that are coming into these games. One for Isla Armor uh, expansion, which is coming June uh, to, uh, 2020. The Crown of Thundra is coming in the fall. So, uh, getting these expansion pack uh, gives you both. If you get the expansion pack, you'll get both of them that you'll be able to download uh, in in the time uh, that they scheduled. So. They can have that. Uh, there will be two versions, of course, as you just like before, two versions of these expansion packs for Sword and Shield, which means they'll have different characters, different content for you to mess around with in there. And um, but I believe the story should be 
virtually the same in there to that extent. But there's some new gear, some new everything. It's, they're giving you a lot to offer with this. Um, the video later shows Pokemon um, that you will see in Isle of Armor. Some familiar, some brand new in there as well. The story involves... Uh, a new character that is introduced named uh, Mustard, who's some sort of a mash, like martial arts master, but he's also a Pokemon master as well. And you are his, his you are he is your mentor, but you are his student uh, as he instructs you on how to uh, utilize your new Pokemon as well, or and also possibly maybe learn how to fight <laughs> as well. Um, there are also two characters that will be introduced for both expansion pack, um, Clara which will be on Sword, who is a Poison-type Pokemon uh, user, and Avery, who is a Psychic-type user that will be introduced as your trainers for this for this part of the expansion pack of the Isle of Armor. So, the two new... Uh, there is also a new main fighting Pokemon. I believe he's a legendary fighting Pokemon that will be in a new story as well that you are going to look for. And his name is Cub Fu, which is a fighting type. Evolves into what, uh, a new type called uh urshi uh yeah urshi uh fu which is which also will have a gigantamax form ability um the cool part about him is that he he's kind of like an eevee character in a sense where he will develop fighting two different fighting styles and you'll be able to pick one of those fighting styles for him to use so this is the part where you're probably going to want to get have both versions both um expansions because he he'll have one fighting type like one is a fighting i guess a ground type and another one is going to be a water uh martial arts type but he will have fighting moves that he will be able to do he's a very powerful legendary pokemon that he will have uh you will also in this expansion pack have new gear and the ability to trick your bike out this time so your bike is going to have new uh designs that you'll be able to use or purchase whatever like that so that's awesome um the new clothing that you'll be able to have is really cool too one of them i was intrigued by as a uh believe it's a uh gi it's a martial arts gi uh that you'll be able to have so i'm i'm really interested in that uh then they explain the crown of tundra expansion pack that will be coming in the fall which is a more arctic dungeon dwelling uh expansion experience and a new story that goes along with that so it is the story of that briefly uh, they were explaining that you will be chosen to lead in exploration of a new temple this new temple is going to have a new legendary pokemon by the name of cal uh calyrex which the design is real it's okay it's a little weird um, I like the uh, the Cup Fu character a little bit better, but you will be able to um, explore that new expansion and look for that legendary Pokemon as well. Uh, in this expansion, you will have the ability to have, to do co-op missions, uh, to do raid battles with you know a horde of new Gigantamax Pokemon that you're going to be able to not only have. Uh, fight but keep or in catch in there as well much like you have with the other raid battles in the game they're, they're really fun they're a lot of fun in that game as well uh more than 200 pokemon new pokemon will be available in this new expansion pack some again like i said familiar some very new in here or the the more familiar ones are going to be new versions of the familiar pokemon so they're kind of redesigns of the new pokemon with some added features of the galar region as well in there so um that you have to look out for a new um there was also uh a announcement of a new 
kind of uh, cloud-based system for Pokemon called Pokemon Home, which will be available in February. And they said that they would explain more as time, you know, as the time moves closer to that. And I believe that is going to be a free download for us as well. So if you got too many Pokemon, you'll be able to store it there. I don't know to what extent will it do. Will it help level up some of your Pokemon there or whatnot? Well, we'll see. You'll be able to easily trade Pokemon with other people. We will see. So you'll have that benefit as well. Uh, I love the way that they're working to make sure that you're maintaining gameplay within this. Um, it, it's, I, I think that this is a way better system than Pokemon Go, in a sense of how they're getting people to be more immersed into um, Game Freak's Pokemon universe in here. So I, I really enjoy what they've done. I wish they would have did this for my little town hero. <laughs> <laughs> that game, I, I was I was really looking forward to that game being fun, and that was totally the opposite. I don't know what went wrong with that game. Um, the like I said, the expansion will be available for pre-order today, maybe twelve o'clock. If not, then three o'clock, which would be twelve o'clock Pacific Standard Time, and it will be available for twenty nine ninety nine. So you'll get all of that, and I honestly, that's they they're giving you a lot here. So it's a whole new game, pretty much game experience here. So I, I like what they're doing here. Um, they were also going to announce something else, but then for some reason the video cut off and ended very strangely. It wasn't like one of those situations like it was prepped. It felt like it was a actual, um, error on their part, but I don't know what that meant, but it didn't end, it didn't end the way that it should have. So hopefully the replay, they'll be able to fix that. We'll be able to see what it was, but, uh, I like it. I, I like what they're doing. I think this is worth the money that they're adding on. They're giving us so much more for this. This is practically a brand new game in a sense. So I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I may actually uh, jump onto this and uh, do a review on an expansion from there. So, folks, that will do it for this edition and the first select start of 2020. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoy everything that... I am able to bring you here on Talk Time Live or on ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, if you will. Uh, go, you can always go back on to all of our media sources to check out these episodes. You can also subscribe to all of our sources, which includes TalkTimeLive.com. You can check out there. You can go to I, uh, Apple Podcasts. You can go to Google Podcasts. You can go to iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, and officially now Spotify. I'm so glad I could finally say that because I know people were asking me for quite some time. When are you going to get on Spotify? I'm like, yeah, I'll eventually get on Spotify, but we have all these other elements. No, I'm on Spotify, dude. Okay, fine. Spotify, it's official. We are on Spotify. And I'm always happy when I register to be on these major uh, platforms because they tend to want to make sure that you're quality. And I said it a long time ago when I first started this, that if we're not worthy to be on iTunes, which is now Apple uh, Podcast, we're not worthy to be as quality enough to be on there. I, 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 there's no point in me doing this. So not only were we able to get on air and be approved very quickly, as well as the other ones, um, Spotify did the same thing. They saw, I guess they saw what we had. We had more than, literally more than 400 episodes on of um, this show on here, uh, which included a lot of celebrities as well. Uh, you know, celebrity guests as well on the show um, and known names on the show as well. But we're, we just, it just shows how much quality this show is that they were able to like that. And it's like, oh, you're in. <laughs> so um Really honored to do that. So I am I am definitely looking forward to seeing what the gaming uh, industry is going to look like in 2020 and everything that's going to happen in our favorite fandoms this year, especially when it pertains to ACMG. Um, we got a lot of things going on right now. 
we got a lot of things going on right now. As always, uh, Keystone Comic Con is announcing things right now. The cast of the original Star Trek, that's including Shatner. And uh, George Takei is going to be there. We got Jim Lee going to be there. So I'm looking forward to that. And whatever I am going to be doing there, <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing what is a, what is in store for Talk Time Live this year at Keystone Comic Con. So stay tuned for all that and much more. And like I said, the interview with Josh Chernoff is there. We talk about wrestling. We talk about wrestling video games. So, you know, jump on to that. If you want to listen to all of our other great names that has graced Talk Time Live, you could go to TalkTimeLive.com forward slash exclusives. Or you could go into the TalkTimeLive.com you know, page and you just click on the exclusives button. It'll show you all the ones right there for some of your favorite, you know, voices, game developers, artists producers um marvel writers you name it it's, it's in this show so uh thank you all for doing it again and supporting this show and we hope that we could keep entertaining you from this point on from there so folks that will do it oh by the way i i'll be remiss if i didn't do this uh i will not be doing a show on sunday uh particular reason i will be in new york i'm casing it out for future things i'm not only that i'm also celebrating my birthday which is going to be next week it's going to be on the 14th which is the day of crisis on infinite earth so definitely stay tuned because i will be reviewing that as well the conclusion of all of that will be talked about next week uh, i believe i'm also going to go to see bad boys as well so that will be the next week's uh, episode of the prime show so uh but this week i'm heading to new york my wife is taking me to new york and we're going to have a lot of fun and celebration of just everything you know everything that we've done and just you know prepping for possibilities of things to come this year just saying so we're looking we're going to be definitely uh out this week so but you got three different shows to talk to you know really go with we got the prime show from last week that talks about uh the best of uh the decade voting results that we had we got these josh shirtoff and we got this show so you'll be fine and we'll be back next week with a new episode for um for what is that <laughs> with a new episode for uh select start as well as the talk time live prime show so stay there that will do it folks on behalf of myself this is dax Xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here take care folks Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.